All right, so I'm here this afternoon with Phil Thorne, and uh, I've known him for a long time. We uh, both uh, just do wrestling, coaching uh, wrestling, and uh, he's a guy who, when I met him, did not have a kid in the sport, but was there, had a real passion for it, even though we were with another club in the summertime and stuff like that. We were, I was bringing my boys when they were 9, 10 little guys over to him uh, to coach. So here's a guy who has no horse in the race, but was coaching pretty much all year for that stuff. Uh, Phil, talk about your uh, you know wrestling career as a wrestler yourself. When did you start? Uh, started wrestling when I was eight, I believe. We lived in Georgia. They didn't have wrestling, and my uncles weren't there. So when I got back here, I was a hyperactive kid. My uncles pushed wrestling, uh, got into it. So the uncles were wrestlers? My uncles were wrestlers okay. at uh, Tinley Park High School, Arbor Park Middle School. Um, once I got into it, I didn't know anything. I was pretty successful right out the gate. Sure. Um, but I had three other cousins right around my age that wrestled as well, so it was easy to just yeah. get in the flow of things. Sure. Um, I wrestled for the Oak Forest Warriors growing up. My uncles were the coach. Ken Gertis was one of my coaches. Um, huge influence in uh, what I, how I think. He was sure. like a tough-minded, uh, in-your-face, kind of brutally honest guy. Um, I tend to be the same. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I went to Marion Catholic High School. Uh, my senior year, I went to Homewood Flossmore. I qualified for the state tournament in uh, high school twice. Uh, never placed. Went to, took a couple years off, actually. I kind of got burnt out because I had so many chips into well, being a state champ or state medalist as a junior, senior. In my junior year, I take fourth in sectionals. Uh, I, you know, at the time, I don't try to put too much in rankings, but at the time, I'm ranked like fourth in the state. I take fourth in uh, the sectional tournament. All three guys that come out of the sectional tournament are uh, in the semifinals of the state tournament. Right, right, uh, right. So senior year coming back, I qualify for Fargo. Uh, had a great experience in Fargo. I think I won five matches. I lost two matches. I didn't place in Fargo, uh, but I was ready to go senior year I felt okay sure. here, this is my time uh, so yeah we get into talking about that too but like senior year you get older you start thinking about things and um, I cut too much weight okay uh, I wish there was somebody there to say hey Phil you know dial back and uh, let's just yeah. go up a weight class you don't need to be cutting sure. this weight class so you're flat uh, I was I had tunnel vision I wanted to wrestle Tony Davis. I wrestled Tony Davis so many times growing up. Okay. Uh, never beat him once. Didn't yeah. beat him my senior year either. Uh, he was a tough cat. Mm -hmm. But you're motivated and you set goals and you try to go out and, and accomplish your goals. And um, it didn't work out. I qualified for the state tournament. I ended up losing my first uh, match. Then I uh, took a couple years off, went to Harper. Uh, it was a great experience. Dan Laprino is the uh, head coach there still. Uh, he was a great guy. kind of got me on a straight and arrow after. Uh, some tough times in my life, I would say. Uh, okay, good. In and out of trouble all the time, and then I just decided, hey, man, it's time to get back into wrestling, and I'm glad I did. Um, wrestled only one year at Harper, and uh, just realized, hey, man, I'm, I 
took too many years off. It was hard to get back in. I was glad I did it. Yeah. Uh, I qualified for the national tournament, won a couple of matches at the national tournament. Uh, but once it was over, I was like, okay, hey, I'm done. Uh, came home, started working, and my uh, high school coach at Marion, Don McKillop, asked me if I wanted to help out and went in and started helping out and just immediate immediate passion for coaching and, right, and right, helping right. kids. So uh, that grew. Uh, I coached there for seven years, eight years. I want to say seven years. Uh, and then I became a journeyman uh, in my career and coaching high school just wasn't a thing going to work anymore, um, at least with the schedule that I was on. So got involved in kids, coaching kids, uh, bounced around a little bit, probably uh, a lot of people will say uh, that is uh, a definite downfall of mine. Uh, it was never anything personal or egotistical. It was more or less, I just don't deal with certain things, parents. Uh, sure. Not being even keeled in their head, and right, right, right. Trying to stay focused on the big picture. No, or, they're definitely. I mean, there's uh, definitely. Then situations you get involved in big clubs, and yeah, and there's politics involved in big clubs. Absolutely. So after a little bit of that, I started my own club, and uh, we 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 did fairly well. Uh, a lot of good success. Last state qualifiers, state finalists, state champions. Where was that? Was that Mary Catholic? Oh, Mary Catholic okay. Junior Spartans. And eventually, we switched it to Spartan Elite, and people will say, oh, it's the elite. Right. It was more or less that I was trying to get the high school kids to buy in the off-season. Sure. And that junior on there was like, oh, well, we don't want to be a part of the junior Spartan. So it was like, okay, well, we'll just call Spartan Elite. And then right. our uh, off-season numbers grew, like, almost immediately after right. we did that. So Yeah, I know a couple uh, coaches that don't like that elite thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I look back at it, and I go, yeah, that's kind of cheesy. Right, and, right, right. Uh, Cliche per se. Right? Sure, sure. Um, after that, uh, got back with uh, Stag High School, which was awesome. I was super blessed to be there. Uh, I wish I would lived closer. I would still coach there. Yeah, it was a distance just too drive. far from Mantino right. to there. Uh, and then now my little guy start. Uh, he's been around the wrestling since he's been in a car seat. Yeah, right, uh, right. So. And how old is he now? He's six. Six. So right. he's starting to go. So I started coaching with him and his uh, his buddies this year, first year with the Warriors, and uh, a lot of good little lot of good dudes involved there. So it's been great. And yeah. Now we're right. doing. Uh, That's when my boys my boys started when they were six, and uh, it was not a. Um, we we talked about it before they start. Like I, I've seen you with your with your little guy just through social media, and it seems like you kind of eased him into it. You didn't want to get you know too forceful with it, but we played wrestled and stuff like that. And then it was just okay. This is what we're gonna do. We go do it. And the second year came along, and I didn't. And they were they always won more than they lost. They were always d- doing well with it, but um, it wasn't like a thing where I being a 30-year-old man was going to ask, or you know, 36-year-old man, ask my 6-year-old sons, well, what do you think? Because I'm 36, you're 6. So, you know, I know what's best for you, and this is what we're going to do. And uh, if any parent out there takes their kid and puts them in wrestling, I suggest that you 
make it a two-year commitment because after that two years is when you start to see some and, and I, I think and i don't know what you think and i'll ask that they start them we start them too early it should be nine ten because if everybody just started it i mean you could maybe have like a like how football has flag football something that they could get involved with doing it but not competing and stuff like that because now that we start them at four it is very difficult if you take a nine or ten year old there to start them because that nine or ten year old generally goes in there and gets his butt kicked by a kid that was started when he was four or five years old so he's got four or five years of experience and it is i can't think of a sport that is better for a kid's confidence like what a kid can identify as wrestling is the only sport that i know of that's not it's not a hobby it's not something you can do if you're a wrestler it's all the time you are a wrestler because you you got to worry about your diet like you know it's never over so during the season we call it a grind because it is it is just a thing that's it's no matter what's going on it's constantly on their mind as far as i can't eat that i gotta make weight you know thursday so uh you know as a kid goes i can't think and i don't care what the skill level is we had kids that were autistic that were slow that were the most timid unathletic kids in the world and i always said it made them a better version of them they're going to be who they are going to be you know you get parents that come in they want to bring their kid in there because they were bullied as a kid and they figure well this is fighting so my kid won't be bullied now that's true if your kid wrestles I would say your kid probably won't be bullied, and it's not because he can fight. It's because he walks around with a different sense of confidence than if he wasn't, if he was a mousy kid and everything else. But, I mean, I walked in the garage. My two are arguing constantly. It's just you almost can't walk. Like we walked in the gym just now, and they're lifting weights, and I was surprised that they weren't arguing about something. (laughs) But uh, so I came to the garage, and they're supposed to be cleaning the garage, and they're just arguing. And I'm like, what are we arguing about now? And they're like, we're arguing about who the toughest kid in school is. And they're like in sixth or seventh grade. And I'm like, all right, who's the toughest kid in school? And Peyton looks at me and goes, well, it's either me or him. And I'm like, oh, my ass. You're in seventh grade. There's some big kid there. So that was the mentality that they were sure. walking around with, which is, a, is it, that's exactly the mentality you need to step on the mat. You need to believe that you can, you know, you're, you're the man. And it's a great mentality to walk around the earth with, too that you can handle any situation that comes along. So, I mean, I don't know. Can you add any benefits that you yeah, see? Yeah, so you hit on a lot of good points. Uh, starting kids too early. Um, I totally agree with that. Uh, the more and older I get, the more I study wrestling. And, uh, and who do you study the best, right? Like, who do you study the best? Yeah. Russia, right? They're the best in the world, hands down. I mean, there's no one even close to them. Sure. There's U.S., creeping in sure they're creeping in we're yeah. getting better but well, we got small even, countries like iran that yeah, are pretty damn good they're probably second best right you know and then and then the u.s but uh i think there should be a prerequisite i think kids clubs should say hey you need two years of gymnastics before you get into wrestling create body uh, awareness body strength because that's what wrestling is and right. that's when kids get hurt or the kids get confused on um, certain skills, certain movements. Uh, they just don't have that athletic ability there yet. Right? right. So a big part of my practice is, it doesn't matter if it's youth or high school, right away is, hey, we're doing gymnastics every day. We're going to do some forward rolls, backward rolls, yeah. handsprings, cartwheels, et cetera. Right. Uh, and then I also think, I think 
a lot of clubs, and I've had this conversation with the gentleman who runs um, the Oak Forest Warriors, is um, you set a fee at $250 or $400, whatever it is, and then you, and you sell it to the parents says, hey, your tournaments are included in this. Yeah. So what does that do? Hey, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to stick my kid in a tournament every weekend. Right. Uh, at the end of the day... Here in Illinois, and I'm sure it's the same in other places, these tournaments are a big money grab. So now you're in a gym full of 500, yep. 750 kids, <laughs> yep. right? And they're sitting there all day. And for little guys, even though you know they're getting there at 6 a.m., they've probably done it 12, 1 o'clock. You're talking about seven hours in the gym and they wrestle twice. Yep, right. You know, Is that really... Did the kids mind it? No, it's the parents. That's so right. when you're introducing the sport, you're not only introducing the sport to the kids, but you're introducing it to the parents as well. And that makes for a tough dynamic because the I've seen parents that get crabby because they're there all day on their Sunday, and the kids get crabby, and then we're it creates a situation that's not the most fun situation in the world to get through. Every parent needs to step back from it and realize what you're trying to do. Uh, I, it's all practice until you're in high school because it, it, none of that, the youth stuff, it all matters to you when you're there and you want to win and that, that's what you should do. I told my boys when they were little, I go, I never want you to be comfortable with losing, but you can't lose your shit when you lose either. So it's going to happen, but you know, just look at it like in a, as a learning experience every single time. Try and run the match back through your head. What did you do? How'd you get, you know what I mean? It, like Come away with something. Be like, hey, if I let less guys touch my legs... I'll win more matches. Correct. That's right. it. So just if you just took that one thing away from it, and the next time you're at practice, be like, all right, I'm going to focus on he's not getting me. I'm not getting scored on. And if I can drag him into the third period, I'm going to score, and then I'm going to yeah. win the match. So if you can get that one learning, you could lose 100 matches. And if you ingrain that in a kid's head, he's going to win more matches now, and everything's going to be better. So, you know, uh, the tournament thing for the IK – I went back to coaching this year, took my boys with me to coach. I wanted them to look at it from another viewpoint, you know, be a coach. And uh, we got our banquet tonight, which we I, I can't wait. It's a, totally going to be fun to see all the little guys. I mean, it's high five. It, it is – wrestling creates a brotherhood or a – you know, when the wrestlers are at high school, they're a band of guys. They hang out with each other. They're going through the same thing and everything else. Uh, the little guys – after the first couple of tournaments, everybody loves everybody in the room as far as that goes. Now, the first month of practice before the first tournaments, they're all kind of trying to beat each other up, rank yeah. for position. You know, who's sure. who's the alpha kid right, here exactly. and all that other yeah. stuff. So, um, I mean, it is – it's it's primal. It's a thing that I think a lot of humans, boys and girls, and we'll hit on that too because I'm, I'm all for girls wrestling. And I, I hope that Illinois gets their act together and – gets a girls division in high school yeah. soon. And I know they will. I know they that will. that's the plan. But uh, th there's something missing in human beings that creates depression, uh, overeating, all kinds of other symptoms come from not being the animal that we are. And I mean, I used to walk around a construction site and I, if someone didn't tackle me or knock me down or punch me or something in a month, I felt like something was wrong. I'm like, come on, somebody's got to I got to get a little scrap or something going on because that's the animal thing. Now, maybe everyone doesn't have that, but when it's missing, it's missing. I mean, that's a, you know, wrestling's, if you have 
a couple cats they'll just wrestle with each other it's it's an organic thing that happens uh but so little guys uh the ikwf in illinois is starting them out at four now which is yeah. insane oh, you can even start at three is it yeah, yeah. right uh but they changed I, the age groups now um even with my own little guy uh Tony will laugh at me. I'd say, oh, I'm not going to put him in tournaments. And then he keeps pressing me. Oh, can I go to a tournament? Can I yeah. go to a tournament? So, hey, I threw him in a tournament. And then I sat down and I said, all right, I'm at, I'm putting a max number on how many matches you can, you can wrestle, right? And then he'd fight with me. I want to wrestle this weekend. I don't think you're not wrestling this weekend. You're not wrestling this weekend. Yeah, and I want to keep that fire in. I think you've created a dynamic. So with my guys when they were little, we used to see guys that were uh, – their parents were dragging them to practice. They wanted sure. to stay home and play video games. Their yeah. parents make them go to practice and everything else. I saw that when my guys were little. I'm like, all right, I gotta, that, that's not going to happen. I'm never yeah. doing – I think there's I, a fine line there, though. I think um, – But I changed I, it on my guys. Yeah. I, they one time were screwing around with each other at home. After school, we were going to go to practice. And I said, listen, keep screwing around. No practice. And they both looked at me at first, and they were like, no? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's a privilege. You can't go to practice if you're, if you're jacking around. I go, get a C in one of your classes. You don't go to, no more wrestling. You'll be at school trying to figure out how to get that C to be a B or an A. So they looked at wrestling from a young age as a total privilege, as a thing I get to go do, not a thing I have to go do. And they still... My guys love it. They really do. They they're you know usually got flow wrestling on the gym. They're you know training all year. They really like being wrestlers. It's it's a thing that they you know take big pride in, mm-hmm. which I like that they identify as wrestlers because I don't want them to identify as a class clown. Uh, you know anything that's detrimental to who they are. Um, so yeah. So. You know, the little guys, I think it's great that parents get them involved in it. Uh, my boys both wrestled every single tournament they're, when they were six years old. Every tournament that came up, they went to it. At the end of the year, uh, Garrett was getting a little anxious about the tournaments. Every time they called Tots to the bullpen, he's like, Dad, I don't know what it is. When he says Tots to the bullpen, I don't like it. And I'm like, all right, I go, let's do this. Do you Do you like to go to practice? And he's like, I like practice, but... I'm not that fond of the competing. I go, well, don't compete anymore. Stop. And he's like, fine. So we would go to the tournaments. He would sit there, and his brother would compete for like the last three tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, well, I want to compete because I don't get any medals yeah. if I don't. Yeah. So, you know, like, and that was just me. Like, I'm not living through them. I got buddies that I grew up with that hear my, you know, I haven't talked to them in years, and they hear my sons that are wrestling and doing well, and they're like, oh, like you, they're mean. And I'm like, my, my kids aren't, you've seen my kids wrestle. They're not mean. Yeah. My kids are never pulling cheap shots or anything like that. I was a mean kid growing up when we, with fights and stuff like that. I don't live vicariously through my kids. When they're not mean, I'm not trying to make them mean. I don't look at them and go, you got to be angry, you got to be, no, just you do you. I think uh, I have a conversation with my little guy all the time. He's like, he'll say, I didn't do good today. And I watch him. He'll be in on a double leg and the guy will sprawl. And I think those are the times where they're really, really learning more about themselves than they are about wrestling itself. Yeah. They're fighting through a position and it makes them stronger mentally. I think. Too many people put accolades as oh, the most yeah. important thing in wrestling, and 
It's really not because at the end of the day, how many kids are really going to go to college and wrestle? No, they're done it's so up small. their senior right. year. That's it. Right. That's it for them. So right. what do they walk away with, right? And the best thing you can walk away with is a work ethic and mental toughness. And you right. go on to a job and you, whatever it is, is your career, whatever your career is, if you have that work ethic and mental toughness to push through yep. in tough times, Hey, your boss is going to be the one giving you those raises. Yeah, two good points. One of them is a Dan Gable quote where he's like, once you've wrestled, everything else is easy. And then the other one is the fight club line where he's like, what do you ever really know about yourself until you've been in a fight? Mm -hmm. And that's what you were talking about. Your kid learned. You learn a lot. And I learn a lot from a guy who, you know, wrestling is a situation where you cannot be on your back. As soon as you're on your back, you're getting scored on. It's happening. Mm -hmm. You're losing right now. Every time your back is exposed to freestyle, just exposure. (laughs) So you have to be on point all the time. And if you do end up on your back, you got to fight off your back. Now, put a person in that vulnerable position on their back and make them fight off of it. Make that a metaphor for life, right? There's all kinds of times where life may put you on your back and then you got to fight from your back, right? right. That's my, uh, I got a a clip here from uh, one of my favorite speeches from a, It's a Rocky oh, Balboa. Sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or any. And that's, to me, that's wrestling because it's all on you, right? I mean, it's it, you, there's no team. You can't point fingers. You know whose fault it is? It's your fault. Yeah. You didn't pay attention this week. You didn't work hard enough. You didn't, when the coach was instructing the move, you tried to run. You were looking at the ceiling. You were goofing with your friend. Whatever like that. So another reason that my boys said that wrestling was going to be a thing that they were going to do was because life for me was easy. I was a general contractor. I was making tons of dough. All I had to do was not be a drunk. And I used to take my clients, my prospective clients, jump in the truck. I'll show you where your other guys that gave you estimates are. Take them over to the White Horse Bar. There's this guy, this guy, this. They're all the all of the vehicles are sitting there with the signs on the side. These dumbasses are advertising that they're at 3:30 in the bar, sure. and I'm not. It's 5:30. I'm here with you, and there's no alcohol in my breath. So life was easy till I broke my neck, and then it was like, holy shit, got real fucking hard. So if I can instill a, I'm not going to be beat even if I'm on my back attitude with my kids, then. Hopefully life's easy for them the whole way. I hope it is. But if it ever gets really, really fucking hard, yeah. they can fight off their back. Yeah. Right. Which, you've been on your back. I've been on my back. Mm-hmm. It's a bad feeling. I don't like to sleep on my back because I don't like to be on my back. So, like, but you got to overcome that. You got you to, you know, that's like the, in anything, overcome your fears. Do, do what you got to do. I couldn't stress to someone. If, if I cared about somebody immensely and they were having kids, I honestly couldn't 
pick a better thing for you to do but to get your kid into some sort of and i mean there's i had leo from uh, randori jiu-jitsu in here grappling same thing you know what i mean like learn how to handle yourself in a situation and we talked about the other things that the byproducts of the wrestling uh and they were you look great you get you get shredded from from all yeah. that you you know you the confidence situation and if you're in a situation like i said leo you're fucking you're batman i mean if bruce if they were real more realistic with the bruce wayne story at some point he would have been a wrestler from when he was six years old until he was through right, <laughs> right. you know a college all-american because yeah. he handle anybody in any situation so uh you know th- those are all the uh things that i see if you got anything to add yeah you know, i said uh i said it a lot this year when i started back from the high school room doing with kids and uh, i tell the kids all the time successful people are comfortable in uncomfortable situations right so we would put a huge emphasis on finding positions that we weren't very good at and spending a whole day, maybe two days of sure. just wrestling through right. those positions. And it's not just wrestling. They're learning a lot about themselves, what what they're really, truly capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always fun to see, especially in the kids. Yeah. You see it, the light bulb go off and then you know they're competing against good kids. I try to tell them, my first thing I told them right from the gate this year was I don't concern myself with winning and losing. I want to see progression and effort. As right. long as those things are there, those two other tangibles, winning and losing, take care of themselves. Yeah, I mean, if you really take back a bigger, bigger picture of it, the winning and losing doesn't matter as much as the work ethic and everything else you're going to get from it because someday wrestling is going to be over. If you pull the other things, the byproduct of I eat healthy, I you know I keep in shape, like if you're always you guys get a health club membership and they go all right I'm gonna it's the it's New Year's I'm gonna go work yeah. out and blah 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 and then they work out for two months and they quit working out. The reason they quit working out is like, I got to work out for. If you're an athlete, you're training for that next match you have to have. So you're not thinking about, oh, i got to drudge myself off to the gym so that I can look in the mirror. You're, you're going to the, the looking in the mirror thing. That's the thing that just happens all on its own. And, I mean, you know, there's some physiques where guys are built like Greek gods in wrestling. Uh, yeah, I think you're starting to see more of that. And guys start to go away from cutting weight. Yes. You're seeing yes. a ton in the college level, and now it's starting to trickle down into the high school level. Um, I'm not a big fan of the kids doing it. The older I get, when I first started coaching kids level and started my own club, yeah. I kind of was blinded to what the whole purpose was. And then as I started going... I started figuring it out. I would recommend kids cutting down a weight class, and uh, you could see it. As I, right, I think you gotta be a right. Dying, they started killing them inside. Like I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this. There's such a fine line in that when you're dealing with kids too. Is I say it all the time. When I first started coaching, I'm a motivator. I don't have a problem motivating kids. I felt I was pretty good at it. I'm still good at it. Mm. But I felt like I was motivating kids to the point where 
they would leave me after eighth grade and go to high school and then they would go backwards because not that their high school coaches weren't good they just weren't the motivating type. They sure, weren't sure. on them constantly yeah. on what they needed to do to get better or providing those outside opportunities for them where now you're at the next level. You have to figure this out yourself. Right. 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 And then kids well, the teenage, because- teenage boy thing too has got that other element where if – like my boys deal with it all the time. And I tell them, listen, don't buy into any of that crap. The, they, the, if you're a teenage boy and you – Make it known that you're putting everything you got into something and you fail. That's worse than I don't really care about it. It's not a big deal. So you got a lot of kids that are in sports that are like, eh, whatever. They act like nonchalant. There ain't one of them that's not sad when they lose, but they try and put it off like it's not that. Like they're not trying that hard because their ego will be hurt. If and that's it's, the one thing that wrestling will teach you right now, how to lose. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna Everyone's gonna lose. To lose. Right. Right. There's no one that. It's undefeated their whole life. No, 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 no. Right. I mean, there's a couple that are, I mean, there's, a, you know, the one guy that I coached that uh, when he was little and, you know, he hardly ever, but every once in a while he's still losing. He's got to, he's got to deal with that. I, I, when it comes to the parents, like I want to talk about that, it seems like the worst thing that ever happens to a parent. I've, I've dealt with parents that were terrific. I, I'm always, they always are on another level for me because they've, they've made, they made the first step. They've got their kid at wrestling. So, all right, dude, I'm probably going to like you, so we're going to work out good. But as soon as their kid is successful at something, a lot of them flip out. It's it, it's like this, it turns into this thing. And I'm like, I don't see, I don't understand it. I put my kids in gymnastics, my daughter in gymnastics, and my son's in wrestling. Both don't have professional levels at it. They both are just academic sports where you can go to college and do it there if, if, if you, you know, so desire but it's a situation where you get the kid in it and it makes makes for good grades it makes for a disciplined life everything is good but there's not this big huge brass ring that these parents seem to lose their shit over and i don't get it i don't understand what you're getting so worked up about besides the fact that your kid is seven or eight years old just because he won the one big tournament doesn't mean anything you're going to ruin this for him every kid wants their parents love they want to make their parents proud and if they see you being emotional and you're an adult Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot more stress for them so uh you know and i know it's hard for people to keep themselves in check i know wonderful people that will be mad side and their kid starts to lose and they do the double wave them off and walk off and then dads are like i'm not coming back again you suck and i'm like oh my god like Mm -hmm. this is what are you doing yeah, like, you know, so so it's an emotional sport. Yes, yes. Uh, especially for the little guys. When you first start to get them in there, you could you can expect there to be some type of emotion. And every kid's different. They might get angry. They might cry. Uh, you know, uh, we have as as adults, we have to be able to help them through those things. Sure. And sometimes it's you know your foot to the fire type of thing. Hey. You got to deal with it. I think it's a tough transition today, too, because a lot of parents treat their kids like rock stars. And the kid, he's six years old. He's never, the parents are losing at checkers to the kid. They're, the kid's never done a thing that ever went wrong in his life. And then he shows up here and, oh, reality slaps you right in the face. And it's like, holy shit, I'm not good enough. I've never not been good enough. 
and then I'm upset. Or And that's when we deal with the first time when the mom comes and says, well, Johnny won't be coming anymore because it's not Johnny's thing. And I always look at him and go, um, Johnny's six, right? So you're an adult. Make it Johnny's thing. Right. Because you'll be happy once it is. And I think uh, bringing my sons there as juniors in high school now and being like, you know, here's the proof of the pudding. My two guys are still doing it. They still enjoy it. I'm not dragging them anywhere. Just listen to what I have to say. Because if you have the right mentality, it'll make your life a whole lot easier. My son's uh, schedule during wrestling season is get up, go to school, go to practice, come home, do homework, possibly lift weights, go to bed. There's no time in there for smoking joints. or There's no time for any of that shit, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's right there. And... Uh, I, I think uh, just a hit on that. You hear all the time that like people say kids change. No, us as adults are changing. The structure of the school system changed since I was in school. Right. Um, they are a product of that system, so we have to adjust right. to their thought process. Every parent I see that is pissed off or posts on social media about the kids eating Tide Pods, I always think to myself. Well, I hope your kid's enjoying those Tide Pods. My kids aren't eating Tide Pods, yeah, but right. your kids must. And if you think that the kids eating Tide Pods is a problem with the kids, that's it's probably not. the same it's parent that parent. Said, yeah, it's a parent hey, problem. Go play your PlayStation. Leave me alone. Yep. Right. 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 Not get outside. And right. Throw a throw a line in the lake and try and catch some fish. Or right. Go climb a tree. How can I get or, some attention? I'll eat a sure. Tide Pod. Yeah. Right. A bonding. So, you know, that's so right. so important. Uh, so yeah, you were saying you have conversations with your six year old. Isn't it great to have conversations with six-year-olds? I have conversations with my sons that are awesome. Like, we talk about, and I think it's the bonding thing, like you just said, through wrestling. We have always had where after a match, if win or lose, we talk about it, stuff like that. So, like, we talk about, you know, uh, astrophysics, all kinds of, like, all we talk about politics. We talk about all kinds of stuff where I have engaging conversations Mm -hmm. with teenagers, Sure. I look at some parents, and I'm like, there's no way you're having conversations with your kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you talk yeah, to them at all. True. but right. True. So and if, to me, that's a thing where they'll, they tell me a little more privately than they even should sometimes. But I can be like, hey, I know Justin at practice acts like aloof and it doesn't matter. But I go, don't start acting like that. That's not a way out. You're not going to be happy. I go, would you be happy if – you're you felt like or you put it off to everyone that it wasn't that important to you and you're losing or you let everyone know that it was important to you you said i can't go to that party i can't do this i, I got to work out i got to do this and then you won and i go what's better winning or not and they're like well winning is way better like and wrestling is one of those sports where it's this and gymnastics is the same you're a single it's a it's a one person sport so when you get your hand raised it's all on you you did it all it, there's just a so there's there, again so you I, I keep going back to there's there's a fine line there yep. is there's such wrestling and there's such a fine line and every kid is different right so that might be the circumstance I had been to coach a kid who's had tons of success you know winning the IKWF winning Tulsa goes to high school places as a freshman and a sophomore uh, you know. I get to the room with him his junior year and I start realizing some things like, hey, man, dude don't have no social life. Like, this is an issue. Yeah, sure. You're not out hanging out with your peers. And when I ask you, you know, wrestling can't consume you. 
right? It, it, it could be part of your daily routine. Right. And it could be part of your drive to be successful as a person. Sure. Right. But it can't consume you totally. Like that's what happened yeah. to me my senior year. And when it was said and done, I was done with the sport. Like, hey, I gave everything I could and it didn't work out. This obviously isn't for me. And that's what the thought process when you fail. Right. Yeah, you got to be a well-balanced human being. Yeah. There's no sense. You can win all the things in the world. If you don't have you can't socially interact with people, then what's the yes. use in life? Right. I mean, I started the podcast because I liked having a couple drinks or sit down and have like real conversations about real stuff is is fun for me. It's a great thing. I learn a lot from people. I get a lot of uh, you know just mental stimulation from having a good conversation. That's a social thing that goes on. So if I didn't have that, like life would not be good. And yes, you could be very one dimensional if you're wrestling, 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 Absolutely. wrestling, wrestling. Right, right. You're truly setting yourself up for failure in the long run. Right, right, right. And that the whole idea behind putting the kid in there in the first place is that he succeeds. Now, everybody's got their different, you know, judgment calls on what is success. I look at my sons and they're they've been doing carpentry since they were twelve years old. They you know, they did eighty thousand dollars worth of kind of construction work last summer for the for the ten or eleven weeks that went on. My I have no um, worries about them being financially successful. Now, the idea is, is that they're successful in life, that they have a good family, that they, you know, they, fathers. their fathers, that they, if, if they, if they desire to be, I mean, you know, mm -hmm, don't, sure. don't know what will go on there, but they do something that they enjoy doing, that they get out and they get a line in the water and they fish and they, you know, if they, and they, they like that stuff, but you know, you can't work in, your whole life for some job you're at, that's a nonsense too. You need to have time out with your friends and, and all that stuff. You see it all the time in the professional world. Their job just consumes yep, them. Yep, and right. It affects their behavior on a regular day basis. I have that conversation with my boss all the time. Like, hey, man, you got to step back and kind of... Chill. Yeah, put your thought process in better uh, perspective here. Like, this place... They could replace you tomorrow. Oh, and they will. And they will. Yeah. You could die today the and they will have right. somebody in here three right. days. Right. So let's not get caught up in this. Sure. Is there stressful times? There's going to be stressful times. You should take but, your job serious. Correct. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know what uh, you guys did at Stag, uh, but my, or at Marion Catholic even too, my guys, they do uh, team bonding. So high school wrestling is usually Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You got you know a couple duels and then a tournament on Saturday, and then you're done. So they, they they cut loose on Saturday night, and those guys do things like they'll hit Route 30 and hit 15 different freaking fast food places and eat whatever the hell they want to yeah. all day long. Well, you always have that camaraderie with your buddies when right. it comes to wrestling. Yep. And, uh, right. Especially when I was, we cut so much weight, which I'm so... Uh, it's totally different now. Like yeah. parents should know that too. That my guys now. You okay? I don't want to say totally different because my guys still take off a good 12, 14 pounds because they. But it's just cha changing the diet. Yes, changing the diet, and all of a sudden putting they, the pop they, down, yeah. drinking more water. Right, right, right. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't drink much pop anyway. But eat, all it really is is eat healthy. They eat plenty of food. It's just the right food and. All of a sudden, the workout, the intensity goes up with sure. that too. You had the right nu nutrients in your sure, body sure. to 
Sure. Keep, keep building on right. your cardio. But once the actual and, practice for the season starts, my guys drop four or five pounds without easy. changing anything yet, and then they start changing their in a diet. Practice, they'll lose yeah. four and or then five if pounds. you there's there's so many resources out there now for proper weight. I don't want to say cutting. Proper weight cutting, let's say anything over ten pounds, I, I consider that cutting. Mm-hmm. If you if you're taking off six or seven pounds to make a weight, that's not cutting. Mm-hmm. All you did was eat right and run a little bit more. That's not cutting weight. If you're taking off fourteen, you're probably cutting a little so bit. So let's of weight. talk about that too, though. So Good. you said running. Yep. Right. And I try to tell kids uh, in the high school level all the time, hey, you should be out running three miles a day. My guys do. It's because not. Because you're cutting weight. No. It's to strategy. challenge your mental. No, strategy too. My guys, if they can keep it real close all the way to the third, mm-hmm. they're going to get the guy in the third because everybody is, what's the Robinson uh, comment? We're all cowards when we're, you know, stamina uh, makes sure. us all cowards. So, you know, my guys, the idea is I'm going to keep it as close as possible. And in the third period, I'm going to wear you out. And I don't care who you are. I can score on you then. Right. So, yeah, my guys probably run four miles four days a week during the season. Yeah. And that's that's it. Every other day, four miles. Go. So much into it. Like you're out hitting a run and it's cold outside, right? And, hey, it's easy to get on a treadmill and, and run. But, like, hey, you're a wrestler. You you want to be mentally tough. Let's get outside in the dead of winter. Hit, hit a like good, the Russians. Hit a good three, four-mile run. Right. When you're halfway through it and your mind is going, I don't want to do this no more. Right. And you got to push through. When it's all said and done, hey, you feel a lot better about yourself when you sure. when you uh, accomplish that. Yeah, it's that. like getting your homework done. Right. You're, you're sure. more confident now. Yeah. I can go to school and I got it done. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. No, no, I, totally, totally. And so the, and there's so much. The, the wrestling world is so – I've met so many great people uh, around it uh, that, like – Everyone's watching Flow Wrestling. You're like, oh yeah, uh, they have access to so much. Access to so much track My wrestling. My six-year-old son, I will be like, it'll be quiet. And I'm like, where the hell is he at? I'll go in his room. He'll be on the iPad watching YouTube videos or watching wrestling matches on YouTube. Yep. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. All right, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's it's also a generational. Uh, you went through the pitfalls of, you know, like your story is actually terrific. Like I like that better than the guy who uh, stepped on the mat and won everything all the way through. He's a, you know, college All-American. Everything came super easy. There's a reason why Michael Jordan's not a coach in the NBA. Sure. You can't coach what that guy's got. Yeah, I say that all the time, right? right? right. It doesn't matter what your personal credentials are. Now you have a guy like Ben, ben Askren. He's able to kind of tame what his personal credentials are to what coaching is. He's, he's, he's incredible. Amazing, yes. Right? Oh, I watch yeah. his Metal Some Mondays. Other guys, and, yes. Just not. I want you know, there, I see a few in the IHSA. Uh, these guys were super successful, but their high school program just really isn't. Whether they're not getting the kids, well, then that falls back on, hey, let's start an IKWF program, right? right and right. if you have the IKWF program, things one hand feeds it's the other. High school wrestling is strange, too, because you know, you've got the, the, the public schools and the Catholic schools, private schools, all wrestle together. So Catholic schools can recruit. They yeah. straight up go get the best kids to come to the school. And high school kids are like, they got to live in my district. And so it's like a crapshoot if the kid that's good lives in your district. And if he's really, really good, the Catholic school already 
scraped him up and took him and gave him, you know, everything else, which I think is, you know, nonsense. So when you see, like, it, it's hard to gauge coaching. Like, Montini's a terrific program over there, and I'm sure Izzy is, you know, he's a world-class coach. But not every single coach gets the raw material he gets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those kids were pretty damn good when they showed up. Now, there are some stories in there where I've seen guys that were good, and he made them great. Sure. So, you know, he's a great, he's, he's a terrific coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of the coaching in that are they recruiting just as hard for coaches, those schools? Uh, I think most of those coaches are a product of Izzy's high school, you know. Uh, oh, for just Mar- Mar- yeah, like for, for Montini. Is a, but even is like, a Montini guy, right, right? Even Marmion and all those other schools that are on top of their uh-huh. game, are they really running out looking for the best talent coach-wise? Because I don't know how that, that's, that yeah, job search they, is happening. They have some pretty yeah, high-level yeah. guys. Yeah, there, I, right? I see them, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so – so high school wrestling is strange like that, but the beauty of it is if you have, like, one of the best kids that I you know. You've got to be able to, in a high school level, you have to be able to have, again, I go back to that fine line thing, you have to be able to have that buddy relationship with the kids. Yeah. And almost like a father figure relationship with them where they, right. there's that respect level, but, hey, we can play grab ass and have fun at the same time, sure. right? Sure, sure. That's where the trust, the, the grab ass part comes in where the trust comes in from the kids' side of things. The father figure thing, as far as a coach is concerned, that's where my trust comes into you, right? So they, that there's that fine line there. It can't be all business yeah, all yeah. the so time. So like my guys in their, their program, when they first got to, to Lincoln Way West, they were like, hey, uh, you know, Rudy's kind of mean to us and, and Rudiger and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I go, that's good. Like that's good. And I'm like, cause he thinks you can do. And like they go, and I'm like, it'd be a lot of fun if you were no good at wrestling. Rudy would be. Wouldn't he would just pay any attention. No, he wouldn't pay no attention to you at all. He would. He would laugh at you, talk to you. You know, he wouldn't ignore you as a person, but he wouldn't be up your ass to try and get you to do stuff. And th- so then they took that as, oh, okay, all right. I go the day that Rudy doesn't pay any attention to you, then start worrying. Yeah. Because that's when you're yeah. not doing what you're doing. But. Uh, it doesn't matter your skill level. How many level. people has Rudy dealt with who've had tons of success in the IKWF come into his high school? He's been around forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. into his high school room thinking their shit don't stink. Yep. And have to deal with that. Right. 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 So sure. Now you're dealing with egos too yeah, as yeah, a coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. and right. yeah, you got to right. set them straight. At, sure. At some point, sure. You know, and tough love goes a long way. When right, it but every that. coach is gauging how the level of intensity that they have with each guy with the level of skill that you have i you know you're, you're gonna kill yourself as a coach coming in there and beating up on guys that aren't that serious but like what are you wasting yeah. your time for with this situation so you know that right been there yeah yeah yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh it, it it's I, like it's a going back and coaching for me it was a lot of like uh uh it was a lot of stress and a lot of like all right i'm donating all my time to this situation that I don't have a kid in, which it was fun and and I, and I enjoy you know teaching the, the little guy stuff and everything else, but it was uh, it was less stressful like not having to worry about guys winning or losing and, and stuff like that like you know if you take that stress off of the kid, I, I think they'll enjoy themselves more and just success will be bred from that situation. And you have to have there has to be that relationship there as a parent as a coach. And you have to be able to identify 
body language, the different attitudes that you're getting. And as a coach, be able to communicate with the parents and say, hey, it might be time to take a couple weeks off. Or, hey, you haven't been doing so many tournaments. It might be time to pick it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's Let's definitely parents that I wish they put their hands on it a little more. Mm-hmm. I had a guy that I was coaching when he was seven years old. He was kind of a heavy kid. You know, he really loved wrestling and he was a sweet kid terrific but he was heavy i mean like like a 110 pound nine-year-old big boy but he was out there doing it and then once you start to get sixth seventh grade all of a sudden the kids he's wrestling they're a foot and a half taller than him they're like jacked kids and he's getting beat up and i feel like man those parents like stop giving that kid ice cream like do something to don't you see what's going on that's not my position to like get involved in that but this is a kid that has a passion for doing this he likes it he likes identifying as this but you keep this diet must be horrible because we're putting him through all the paces he should be losing weight and he's not and then his eighth grade year he didn't qualify for rockford and i'm like you know what there there's almost no reason why a kid that started when he's seven years old can't qualify for rockford when he's an eighth grader like that should happen that's on somebody as far as it goes i hope the best for him i hope that they can keep as a coach you take so much blame for that right feel bad i just look at the kid and i'm like yeah yeah right but i don't want to get you know, because people get real weird about, uh, you know, the whole, you're going to, I've had parents tell me, you're going to, your kids are going to have uh, eating problems and yeah. stuff like that. My kids have no eating problems. Yeah. They eat just fine. In fact, they eat healthier than, than most yeah, kids Yeah, I have do. a garden in my house all the time. Yeah, so my kids right. eating vegetables has been something right from the gate. Hey, can you yeah. go outside and grab some tomatoes or grab a cucumber sure. or something? Hey, and they, and they enjoy it. Right, right, it, right. It, it's just about what you're. As a family structure, your family structure. What are you willing to do to pass along right. to your kids? Hey, right. is it easy to stop over at McDonald's and grab a value meal? Yeah, that's it's, why they it, have it there. Right, it's not good for <laughs> your your wallet. It's not good for your body. Yeah. None of it's good for you in the long run. I mean, sure. you're gonna spend more time with the doctor when you get older. You know, if you're eating that way too. Should a kid enjoy those things every once in a while? Sure. Hey, right. we want to get right. a kid a happy meal. Get a kid a happy meal. The, but that shouldn't be a Right, two three times a week thing either. Right? But the byproducts of the wrestling, I don't know if how you see it, but I see the first off the wrestlers in high school. That's the special forces of of the sports. Like those are the those are the the psyops guys compared to the you know other guys in other sports. The other guys in other sports are you know soldiers the same way. They're 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 taking it serious whatever they're doing, but the wrestlers those guys are Batman as far as life goes and everything else. But when that happens, they don't seem to carry that attitude of I'm they, they're walking the cockiness. Out to, nope, the yeah. cockiness. I see basketball like players. You see more humble. Yep, I see basketball football wrestling. players that are far more cocky yeah. than. And I was I always like like thought you know that's so silly because if there was a basketball or football player that gave one of my boys a try, my boys have had 900 matches. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose. Yeah, it's gonna go bad for you, or it's gonna be one hell of a fight. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> However, but you know, it's not gonna work out how you think it's gonna. You, you've been looking in the mirror, lifting weights, and playing football. Like that's not what this is. This is a whole other thing. Uh, you know, we always say that uh, it's making critical decisions under severe distress mm-hmm. because that's what you have to do in, in that sport. Um, let's talk about some other issues that uh, one of them that I wanted to bring up was the there's a kid in Texas. 
that is, I see people on social media ragging on this kid and the kid's parents and everything else. And it's the kid in Texas that is a wrestler, high school wrestler, and is in the girls' division and keeps winning. It's like a three-time state champ as a girl, and it's a transgender. But the people that are posting it, they have it backwards. The situation, because they, they, they post the headline, but they don't read the article. The kid was born female, lives in Texas. Texas is backward. And I want to say Texas is backward. Texas is progressive enough to have a girls and boys division, which Illinois does not. So they've already got a girls division in high school for a state. But because this who wants to be a boy or, or identifies as a boy, they will not let Mac wrestle in the boys division. It's not a situation where it's a boy who wants to be a girl and is in the girls division and beating girls. It's a female who wants to wrestle boys, but the state will not. There's nothing more noble than this kid. This kid's doing everything the kid's supposed to do. Obviously, working his ass off to be a good wrestler, and it must to have even think that they can three times state champ. He must compete against boys, right? To think that too, and to to be a three times state champ. There's plenty of girls that are technically sound in what they're doing. Sure, so this kid must be pretty special as far as that goes. So he, he, the work ethic and everything that's supposed to be there is there. Mm-hmm. The state is what's screwing this up. Now, if you there's some girl wrestlers in Illinois that yo oh, yeah 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 I mean got the first win in in at state last year yeah. by a female to make it to. IKWF state or not IKWF state to 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 yeah to ISA state. Mm-hmm. You you got to be pretty darn good to get there in the first place. Very tough. And then to beat a boy there is another one. That's a that's a pretty big deal to begin with. So I mean I have all of the respect in the world for that. I also don't <laughs> look at the like girls in wrestling. I wish it, it, it wasn't so prevalent when I started my boys out. I wish I would have started my daughter. It's growing so much. Yes. I wish I would have started my daughter. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you're seeing USA Wrestling at least promote it with uh, Helen Morales being successful at the world level. Adeline Gray being successful. Now, I'll watch those matches, and I'll tell you what. Maybe it's because wrestling is such a sport where they even the – you know, we've talked about this too – in wrestling, they put a singlet on each guy, headgear, shoes, and you weigh the same, you're about the same age, and you go. Wrestle. This is as even as it gets. You don't need to be genetically superior. If, if you're seven foot tall, you're going to be better at basketball than the guys that, that's five foot tall. So wrestling's not like that. There's a there's a, a spot for everybody in there to, to totally excel if you put the work into it. The uh, Helen uh, Margolis... Oh my! The that trip she's got yeah. is is it, it's it's awesome. The technical, the focus that she's using in learning her craft, it's amazing. So that's a story. Uh, it's on. You can see it on social media where she talks about starting wrestling, not even winning in a match, always right. having to wrestle boys. Uh, so going back to the Texas thing, I'm all for if a girl who wants to identify as a boy, whatever it is, I'm not going to get into yeah. any of that. 
wants to compete against boys, why are they holding her back? Right. Let her compete against the boys. Whether or not she takes an ass whooping, she right. takes an ass whooping. And I'll she tell you that I've read the articles and looked into it because so wrestling's near and dear to my heart. When I saw the knuckleheads, that you know the people that are f- afraid of the bathroom thing, there's transgender people are not doing this all to themselves so they can get into the bathroom with your child. That's not a thing. That's there's this person I had here last night went through surgeries and all. Life is a constant ridicule for this person. This is not also that they can look at your child take a poop. Like that's that's not a thing. So but so this person obviously identifies as a boy, but the boys in Texas, they don't want they 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 have so I was trying to make it out that maybe Texas was more progressive. They don't have a girls' division because they're more progressive. They have a girls' division because they're so religious down there. The boys felt, you know, a little funny in the shorts when they were wrestling girls. Well, I think it's it's hard. You know, you're raised. We had a couple years ago in Illinois that there was a situation where two boys decided to default out of their matches with a girl that made it to state because they wouldn't. They didn't. They didn't want to wrestle a girl. Yeah, so that's that's a tough. It's it, it's definitely tough. I wish, I hope that girls wrestling continues to grow and the girls can just compete against the girls. You mm-hmm. you raise your boys to keep your hands off of women, right? Oh yeah. And then right. all of a sudden, hey, that whistle blows. You better get after her. See, now or, I take it. I would disagree with you there. I I if you get on the mat. And you're on the mat. You're no longer a black guy, a Mexican guy. How about you've seen the guys that, uh, like uh, Kyle Maynard, that were born with uh, no arms and no legs, and they're wrestling. Robles won a national championship with one leg. One leg. Yeah. He was born with one leg and won a national championship hopping on one foot. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's... That, oh my God! Like that's yeah, beyond. Hard to wrap your brain around that. Whoa! One. Yeah, you must have a whole nother thing. The Kyle Maynard guy, well, in his state, was one of the best wrestlers in high school. He had, mm-hmm. to the elbows. Have you seen this guy on YouTube? Mm-hmm. He walks around like a like a dog mm-hmm. and everything else, and he's wrestling kids. Sure. So you can't, if you're that kid's opponent, you can't get on there and feel sorry for him. Peyton got on the mat this year. There was a kid that was autistic, and he's like, you know, he wanted to take it easy. Kid came all after him. He was like, whoa, 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 you know, like I was trying to be, and I, you know, and I'm like, I have to get off the mat. And he beat the kid, but I mean, when he got off the mat, I'm like, don't do that again. You're going to get beat by a kid because you're acting like he's somehow disabled. He's not disabled. He's out there on the mat. So when that girl steps on the mat, it's not a girl right now. Yeah, this I is my opponent. I got to experience that myself uh, when I had the Junior Spartans. My wife's special ed and uh one of her girlfriends at the school she was at at the time was like hey there's this boy he's sixth grade he's about 200 and something pounds he's slightly autistic and i'm thinking to myself okay now i'm being ignorant when i say this okay autistic how's this gonna work in wrestling right Mm -hmm. i'm like hey have him come out and try it out ended up being one of the best kids i ever actually works out really good yeah one state medal at 215 pounds, yep. right? I, like one of the greatest stories I could tell my Absolutely. kids, my grandkids as they get older. Hey, you know, Grandpa, what was your favorite? That would be one of my favorite things. Like, hey, this kid came in. He worked just as hard as everybody. 
communication was a little different, but you learn and you adapt to it. Right? Yeah. So tons of fun with that one. Um, I think parents that try and get around obstacles for their children are doing more harm than they're so doing help. Back to uh, we're changing. The kids aren't changing. Yeah, right, right. Parents trying to help their kids succeed. When my daughter first started to walk, I'd push her down. Boom. All right, get up. Mm-hmm. She'd have to get up again. She started to try and walk, and I'd put a box in front of her. Obstacles. My job in life is not to make things easy for you. I had a parent tell me one time, you know what my parenting philosophy is? Make things as easy for as long as I can on my kids. And my head wanted to explode. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly the opposite. I make if, if I see a kid that's excelling, I'm going to make the wall higher. I'm going to do the thing to make it more difficult for you to do. Because when I'm done with you, life's going to be a breeze. Mm-hmm. Because everything that I could put in front of you, I put in front of you and you got over it. That, that's going to be fine. So the kid that's got autism, the kid, whatever they got going on with them, like I said, they're a better version of themselves. Challenge them. They're a product of their environment. Right. Put right, them in a room right. with a Xbox, a right. wrestling mat, and right. a now, bottle of whiskey. Right. You know, they're going to find a way to get in trouble yeah. and play Xbox. Right. And that wrestling mat's going to sit there. Sure. You take the other two away and just leave the rest guess what they're going to be doing right 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 it's well and it, that's the other thing like when i said about uh getting in shape and all that other stuff if you want your kid to have an attitude of i'm in shape don't teach them how to lift weights don't don't tell them just go running put them in something where they're going to get their butt kicked if they don't work yeah and it'll be a motivation thing for them to do what they got to do now girls in wrestling i'm all for it i i i, I like i said i wish i i you could take a girl who's strong, athletic, and aggressive further than you could take a boy because the numbers are so small in the girls. I, I was surprised this year when we got to the Warriors. Uh, we, I had, just in my room this year, three girls. And, then, and the little ones, I think there was maybe four, right? So it was just more girls and more girls and more girls are coming. You right. know, the, the IKWF needs to get... They have a girls' tournament. There's no qualifying right, for right, it. Right, right, right. Simply because the numbers aren't there. But all that breeds. So you get more girls in wrestling. They grow up, become more wrestling coaches. Mm-hmm. Then you can have girls' programs that are geared towards... Well, one of the easiest scholarships to get right now for girls is girls wrestling in college. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can take a girl to the next level easier than you can take a boy because the numbers aren't there. If you have some thoughts of having an Olympian as a child, you're going to have a much easier time to get her. Better yeah, have a daughter. <laughs> have a daughter and get her in there than you yeah. are having a boy because Title IX changes yeah. all that. But there's nothing. Think about the most dangerous thing on the planet to a woman is a man. Now, make the woman Batman. Right? I mean, I know some some women that are heavy into jujitsu. They will fucking fuck you up. Like, they will have you in an arm bar. It don't matter if they're they're comfortable with being upside down, whatever. So if you get them in a position where they're going to get raped, you're getting triangle choked. You're getting choked out. It's going to happen. So there's just all these advantages that I made my daughter do jujitsu for two months. Just do it. And she didn't, she was a gymnast. They don't touch each other. She's like, I got to touch people yeah. and i'm like absolutely and i wanted to do it because i knew that that girl someday was going to be in college and when you're in college i don't want some fucking jag off to rape you and stuff you in a wall somewhere you'll be able to handle yourself is at least a little bit or be used to someone grabbing a hold of you and you getting yeah. out of that situation now 
all for me, all four of the girls, I think I wish more people would do it. I wish more parents would stop handing their daughters dolls and all that other stuff that, you know, there's a place for that and that's fine. But raise them like like to conquer the world the same way you would raise a raise a boy. But, I, tell, I tell my daughters all the time, my oldest is a sophomore now, and I used to tell her, hey, you better find something to do mm-hmm. and let me know what it's going to be. She's a good softball player, right, or something uh, like that? She's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She works hard at it. Yeah, good. That's all that matters. I have to constantly be on her. As a parent, we always have to be on them, right? You, you try to instill same thing, good work ethic, good mental toughness when, you know, she, we moved down here. We played. She played softball up uh, in Homewood, and we moved down here. Softball's huge down here. Had no clue. Right. Travel teams everywhere. Everybody plays travel, right? Nice. She got her heart broke a few times and making no teams. I, I quit. Oh no, you don't. No, right. No, you don't. We're getting to work, and we're going to keep putting work in. She worked. Didn't make the team. We're going to keep working. Right. I don't care if she See, plays uh, it after right. high school, but I'm, you, Phil, you already won. Yeah. As long as you keep working, there, I, I'm a I'm a real estate broker. There are tons of people in the profession I do that are boneheads. I mean, they are horrible at their job. They still make a living doing that job. Uh, there, are, the real the real estate I've never seen. So I came from construction, where you know you got to work, you got to move shit you got to get shit done you can physically see at the end of the day did you get your shit no you didn't get your shit done and that's bad the real estate thing i've never seen a profession in my life that a person can have absolutely no background in the housing industry and they just like to tell people where the toilet's at that's the bathroom and the kitchen's got the sink in it like they're knuckleheads and they still make a living at it now if they were if they're hardworking. You can be a knucklehead and still make a living at it. Mm-hmm. So you're winning the battle by if the kid's just doing the work. Mm-hmm. You, like I said, I'm not worried about my kid, my boys being financially successful. They'll be financially be, be successful at all the other facets in life, and then we're going to have something. Uh, now, what I don't care for, and it's been like a pet peeve of mine for the last <coughs> 10 years, I guess as soon as my kids weren't that age anymore, Seven-year-old national champions. Drive me absolutely nuts. You're flying your kid to Las Vegas to, you know, to wrestle the Reno Worlds or whatever, and, you know, the kid's seven years old, and then it's on Facebook. My kid, okay, that's that. Let's not take the accolade away from the kid. No, no, but the parents. They earn. The parents wearing the accolade, the kids not. The the fact of the matter is, if you want to be a national champion, you can find a national tournament every single day of the weekend. Mm -hmm. What, uh, 52 weeks out of the year, if you want to. Right. You could be a 52-time national champion one year, right? Besides the fact that that does not translate into success in high school. Because... That I, I know kids that are seven years old wrestling in big tournaments. Like we'll go to Iowa and ASICs. That's a national tournament. Yeah, that's, a that's a tough tournament. Tough tournament. Yeah. There's my boys. The last two times have wrestled in 105 kid brackets. Now, yeah. if you come out in the top eight in 105 kid bracket, yeah. you're doing something right. Sure. So they're in high school. There's 105 kids in their weight class in high school there. But on that same weekend, the little tiny guys are all there too. Those little tiny guys have no clue. Yeah, so you have that 
you know, a Tulsa when you're a kid. I think yep. Tulsa, Tulsa is a legit a tournament, yep. right? Well, they have the Triple Crown there. The Preseason Tulsa. Nationals, postseason Nationals, the Fargo. Kickoff. Yeah, and the Fargo, right. You know, right. Those well, are Fargo. The, Super 32. Right, Fargo's not, not uh, that big of a deal when you're not in high school, but as soon as you're in high school, it's a real big deal. Because can't you be like 7th, 8th, you can still get to Fargo in 7th, 8th grade, right? Little, it depends on if you're a cadet or not. You have right, to be okay. Cadet. It's cadets Age. and junior. Yeah, right, right, right. Sure. So, uh, Being holdbacks, you yeah, have yeah. a ton of those, so you might that's, have a 7th grade. That's something we haven't talked about, and we will, which, uh, so I'm torn on that one. You know what I mean, like the the whole back thing. But the the the, the I want to stand the the seven year old national champion thing. You see the little guys. Um, some of them, like I've seen them around, coached them, know their parents. You talk to that kid; he's seven years old. He has no idea that he's at some tournament that's supposed to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. The the parent does, and when the kid yeah. wins that, the parent is using that on it's their Facebook. A bunch of venom at the kid at seven years old. That right. at the end of the day, when that kid's ten, he's gonna go. Fuck this! I ain't doing this right, no more. Right. Right, right, right. This right. isn't even that important. No, and I don't want to take the accolade away from the kid. No, the kids are right, terrific. Yeah. So I had this thing on social media that during our season, because now I'm back, right, coaching the WF, but I'm coaching intermediates or what they used to call midgets, yeah. right, uh, and bantams. So you have the bantam state tournament, yeah, midget right, 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 state right. tournament, and I, they tried all to run I a top said was, state hey, tournament. it's not a state tournament. No. Let's not make this more than what it is. I saw that post. Is it a good tournament? There was parents that were upset. Is there a good tournament? Yeah. It is absolutely a good tournament. Do not take the accolades away from the kids if they win the tournament. Right. Right? But it's not a state tournament. There is no qualifying events for it. No. Right? Right. So let's not make it more than it is. Because how many times have you seen a kid place 105-pound weight class at the Bantam State Tournament, right? Yeah, right. There's five right. kids in the bracket. The yes. kid takes 30, wins right. one match, but right. loses three. Right. Come on. Really? The word champion means you're the one guy on the very top of two. Midget State, they split the brackets. Right. So there's more than 32 kids there. They, they make two yeah. brackets out of it. Sure. And now there's two, you know, 95-pound state champions at Midget and, and State. I'm not, and, and don't get me wrong. I am not saying that these little dudes are tough. No, 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 no. They're not hammers. But to, 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 to constantly be... Putting that out there, to, yeah. to, you know, like this is the next big thing. This is the next big thing. You're ruining the sport for the kids. It's right. not the next big thing. It's not even important because you know what comes before that. Those parents are making that kid cut weight. They're doing everything they're not supposed to be doing. Uh, there are parents this year with you know seven, eight year olds. Like, what should he be eating? And I'm like, anything he wants. Yeah, anything he wants. Just so my my line with my boys is, you're you're not on a diet. You you eat and you train. Old people and fat people diet and exercise. That's not what you do. You you put fuel in the machine yeah. and go burn that fuel off. Yeah. So, you know, you can – there are guys that are top athletes that eat whatever they want to eat because they're burning it off. They're, you know, they're working that, that, that machine so hard that it doesn't matter. So I think at a young age you just establish – A good diet. these are our eating habits right. as a family. right. Right? Yep. Are you going to have days where you order a pizza and you. Oh, yeah, man. We eat the shit out of ice cream. cookies, right? Summertime, we eat the shit out of ice cream. We get the gallon of ice cream. That thing is gone in no time. Like, I'm looking, how'd you guys eat that gallon of ice cream already? But, and you got to have that, like, at at times. You can't eat the gallon of ice cream during wrestling season. That's not going to work out for you. It's empty, shitty calories, all that sugar and everything else. But, so it's a double edged sword. If you're a nine-year-old 
and you've never cut weight, the first time you cut weight, you're going to have success. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good. I say it all the time. Is just because you cut. I told a parent this year. Oh, he's going to cut down to fifty-two. I just want you to understand something. Just because he down cuts down to fifty-two, that doesn't change effort. No, right, right. It does take the effort. Still has to be there to and, win. Right. Everything needs to be there. You need to have. I mean, that's the evolution of the sport too. When you're a little tiny guy, if you've got three or four little moves that you can do when you're seven or eight, you can run right over guys. No problem. If you can do yeah, those so moves. Is that, so that's, that's awesome you say that because there's just conversations I have all the time. Like yeah. I have Mark Ogle. Yeah. Uh, he helps me at sure. Old Force, helped me out with Saddle Up last year. It was the first There's time all kinds I really of reasons. I like Mark and Joe we because work, they fish and yeah, they wrestle. Him so and I seems like work real well. And we constantly bouncing things off of each other, right? So when we started taking over our room, which they call whatever, the silver room, which basically is 10 and under. Okay. Uh, my son and three of his peers are all six. They're in there together. Yeah. Should they be down? I was like, hey, I'm not coming down here an extra cut. He could stay up with us, bring a couple of the guys up. They'd work right. out. Hey, and they had great. They learned a lot, right? I feel like at the IKWF level, you have... And I just had this conversation with the guy who runs ours. You have a lot of dads. You need dads. You, you do need dads. Because here, a perfect example is me. I work on Sundays. So me going to tournaments on Sundays is, like, not going to happen right. until my schedule changes. And who knows when that's going to happen. Sure. Right? So you have dads involved. And dads get involved at the top level. Right? So instead of them learning how to drill... Now, people will look at me and go, well, how the hell are you going to teach four, five, and six-year-olds how to drill? You'd be surprised what they will learn when you stick them in an environment and how much they adapt to how much they will adapt to what you're trying to do. Right. Am I going to spend one hour teaching double legs to four, five, and six-year-olds? No. No. We spend 10 minutes a day doing it. Right. 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 So what I'm trying to get at is... So then you have these dads that are involved, and they teach a double leg, and they teach a half Nelson, and they might teach a sprawl, right? Then they start going in these tournaments. They're new to the sport, right? right? Have never really been around it. Then they get into doing a couple tournaments, and then they start light bulb going off, and they start being YouTube coaches. Yeah, all right. Oh, we're going to teach this kid this, because this is what wins at this level. That's not what's important. No. That's not what's important. Let's teach the kids how to drill. Sure. If you if you pay attention and you study wrestling, at the highest levels, they drill. They don't wrestle live. Right. Practice come in. Well, I, I, I equate it to if you had a kid that was a musician, right, a kid that was playing the flute or a kid that was playing the piano, you're going to, at the under 10 level, it's Mary had a little lamb. That's what we're playing on the piano. You're not going to say, you know how I'm going to make this kid successful? Chopin. Yeah. We're going to work Chopin for this 10-year-old. <laughs> sure. Like all you're going to do is make the kid nuts. Yeah. He's going to do the wrong thing. It's going to be yeah. all fouled up. So, you know, he'll play the shit out of Mary had a little lamb and he'll go to the recital and he'll do just fine. Everyone will clap and everything will be fine. If he goes out there and plays Chopin. There'll be that one kid that plays that Chopin. Right, 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 right. right and right. everyone will be like, holy cow, my kid has to do that. 
My kid could do right. that. Ah, that is ah. the worst. Like I said, that's the worst thing that happens to a parent is they see success, or yeah. the the other one is you'll get beat by a kid that runs a move. You know, they they run that scarf. You know what like, my favorite is, Bill? What's that? Fucking track wrestling. Oh, track! I, it I is a great tool. Yes, right. For wrestling. Yes. It is the worst thing for parents yes, and kids. Right. My kids ranked here. My kids, yeah. Did, right? Yeah, yeah. He beat this kid. And this kid two and a half him, stars. I lost him, and, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. No, no. no. Stop. Right. <laughs> there's not a. There's no college recruiter out there that has ever looked at what your kid did when he was ten. No. He's never done it. Never. So if you're if your whole goal and I mean wrestling that, yeah. So there. The general public, I, I started doing the podcast because the general public, I feel, is overall pretty stupid, pretty ignorant, pretty dumb. But people have things that they know a lot about. So I set them down. Let's talk about the thing you, you're passionate about, you know a lot about. And people are strangers, people from all walks of life. I've met people through jujitsu and through wrestling that have watched too much UFC, and they seriously have their children in wrestling because the kid's going to be a kid. Yeah, it's going to be some UFC fight. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, It'll be dead whoa, whoa. when your well, kid goes yeah, there. Yeah, right. And I go, <laughs> right. Well, besides that, like I stepped on into a boxing ring. And when you step into a boxing ring with someone that's been training to throw that hook, training to throw that uppercut, training to throw that jab all for the last three months, he's been muscle memory in every shot, every punch hurts and everything else. And he's got head movement. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. When you get hit by him, it sucks. It's not fun. I used to go to the gym to box and see the guys that were professional fighters and be like, you're mentally, there's something wrong with you because you're getting punched in the face for money. Now, if you have a child who is seven or eight years old and your goal in life is that he's going to get punched in the face for money, you've got this all backwards, man. Yeah. You can get far more money for school through academics than you could for wrestling anyway. Get a tutor. Get the yeah. kid into college and, and have a career. You're not going to get much money for wrestling. No, no, no. And that's not right. So, but if that's your, if your goal is I've got the kid that's going to go D1 with, you know. Oh, good luck. Uh, yeah, right. Good luck, right, first off. But if that's, if that's the goal and people should have goals, then you can't have it be that everything can't be worked out from, you know, you're, you're worrying about what they're doing win-wise when they're 10. Because that's not, no one cares. No one cares. There are plenty of people that come out of nowhere in high school that you're like, well, where were you there are in the plenty IK? Of people who go D two, D three, who never even qualify for the state tournament, all yep. of a sudden become all Americans in college because that's right. when the light bulb clicks off. Yep. Every right, kid's right. different. Oh, I see. I firmly believe that my boys have been good wrestlers all along, but I think that they'll be better as just body type. They're, they're six feet tall now, so like they're still growing into their body. The guys that are awesome in high school are the guys that are like five foot two and like fire hydrants. They're grown men when they were 15, 17 years yeah. old. My guys were, they grew like six inches between sophomore and junior year. So it's not easy to keep up with that when, when that goes on. They were 106 and 113 as freshmen. We're hoping to be 160 and 170 as seniors. So... Quite a bit of weight. Quite a, it's a different game, at, right? Yeah. So, but so yeah, the seven-year-old national championship thing. 
I don't know. People just need to put it in perspective. Don't put that much on your kid. The worst thing that I want to see, there's so much upside to the wrestling sport. The worst thing that I would want to see is you drag your kid to national tournaments. They never place at them, but you make them cut weight. You beat them up about it and everything else. Kid gets burnt out and ends up being some screwball kid or, you know, grown up that everyone else has got to deal with later on. So, you know, those those are the pitfalls. Honestly. Let kids, too. At seven years old, six, seven, eight years old, like let's not um, put all this focus on. Hey, we need to be wrestling uh, year round, right? No, nope. I, I was blessed to have uh, my uncle Dan, and uh, it was just hey, it's a, it's a October, it's wrestling season. Hey, it's July, it's football season. Yeah, and it just became routine as we grew up, right? Sure. <laughs> my mom was probably more blessed because I was just that hyperactive kid. Hey, oh, I'm going to play basketball at school, but you have wrestling too. I'll do both, you know? <laughs> nice. Well, you know, we're, uh, I think you're a good five or seven years younger than me, maybe four years younger. I don't know. I'm, I'm 40. Okay, I'm 47, so five years. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, we did everything – even if it wasn't organized, we played the shit out of basketball. Yeah, if the pods froze, anymore, right? well, I don't, don't see, see any of that. It's too easy to get the video game. Hey, and play pick the- up. There'd be twenty guys at a park for a baseball game. If the pond was frozen, we we're playing hockey. Yeah. You know, everyone got skates, and we're out there. We're out there skating and playing hockey. So again, that goes back to what we said earlier. It's the parents are changing. They're allowing kids to sit in front of TVs and play video games for the endless I- amounts right. of time. The iPad and mm-hmm. the uh, video games are the easiest route to leave me the fuck alone like just go be quiet and then this occupies them and i see a kid i'm amazed at the amount of little children that are on youtube looking there's some there's some little guy how computer savvy a three-year-old but there's some little guy that's like 11 and i don't want to make this because this is the one little guy he's like 11 or 12 and he's been he's made millions of dollars reviewing toys on youtube that's his youtube channel he reviews toys so and he's you know got all kinds of subscribers and you know and he's doing that sort of thing but that's the one in you know 30 million kids a lot of those kids though yeah they're on there a couple ten but i see kids that are just right they're not they're not uh you know making money but most of the kids are just looking at the videos you know that's how he's making the money is so many kids are looking at the videos uh so I'd like, you know, for like this, I don't make any money. This isn't, you know, I mean, please subscribe to my channel, but you know, it's not it's I'm doing this for shits and giggles yeah. because I enjoy it, all that stuff. But uh So what else? I mean, 7-year-old national champs for for me, you know, not fun now. I do take my boys at 17, we'll be in Iowa this, you know, yeah. this this uh pre-season, coming fall yeah. for preseason. Um we'll be Doing everything we can to make it to Fargo for sure. Yeah. So as you get older, uh, yeah, get to Fargo. Yep. It's Super important. Thirty twos. You know. I I find it important not because I think there's going to be this big college thing happening. I find it important because I talk to wrestlers that are your age that are like it was the best time we had so much fun yeah. being there. And just and Fargo in general. The training. I tell kids all the time. My. Personally, my favorite experience of the whole thing was the training camp. Wrestling with the best kids in Illinois every single day. Right. Back when I went, we practiced three times a day. 
three practices a day grinding with i think it's two 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 sessions and then they have i think a running session and you know um it's still high intensity you know Um, and then now just for people that don't know fargo you have to place top three at freestyle or greco top two at freestyle or greco state okay top four at a regional Okay, right, 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 right. So, and then there's the second chance. And then the second chance, you have to win it. Okay, right, right, yeah. right. But the second chance of the competition's obviously dropped off because the best guys already made it. Most of the guys are already in, right? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But there's so, plenty of opportunity right. out there. You have to be willing to travel. Right, but you, right, and you, you're not going to be there unless you. You make good. that commitment to yeah, do it. Right, right, right. So you, right. you're right. You're really good. We last summer we couldn't even make that commitment. My guys were growing so much, I was not going to have them stay at a weight class or any. I couldn't do it. They were putting on weight. They jumped three weight classes last year, and you know, you look at my guys. You, you know, they're not doing steroids. It's just. Yeah, I think a lot of parents will say, "Oh, financially, uh, we can't afford to do that." Hey, they I, do a fundraiser for that. You though, sell right? all the raffle tickets; it offsets the cost. Right, right. It's, it's already done. So now, like now you're only teaching the kids worth the stuff, right? Hey, yeah. this is your thing. Sell the damn raffle tickets. Right, right, right. You want to go? You'll sell the raffle tickets. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's yeah, they they can handle that way, and then, you know, I, I don't know if you're if you're. So my job as a parent kind of changed when I got injured. I was working 80 hours a week, all that stuff. I don't think that I would have had the time to put my, – my boys probably would have been terrific carpenters and fishermen because I would have time for that. But wrestling-wise, they, if they, would have, they would have had to take it all, all on their own, which I don't know any highly successful wrestlers – that don't have major parental support. When I say parental support, I've said this before on the podcast, that's not sitting mad side screaming. That's <laughs> opening your wallet, giving them money for tournaments, driving them to sitting there on Sunday. That's the support. It's silent support. If I could take the IKWF and put all the parents behind hockey glass and have the kids compete, how much better would that be? I could talk to that kid. He could learn something. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad would be behind the glass back there. Talk to him afterwards. Yeah. But you know, you could separate that situation from you know from the way it is now, where you know I literally have a dad on my shoulder hollering at his six year old to do something that I'm not telling him to do. Mm-hmm. Please stop talking. Like yeah. you know, uh, the other thing I find with it when I coached with when my boys were in the club stuff, I avoided. Eighth grade year was the only year I was in the same room as those guys. I tried, and my thoughts were, if I give my boys to you, they're going to listen to you mm-hmm. better than they listen to me. They're not going to listen to you anyway. Right, 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 right. So why not? It's not you teaching them something. It's like, well, hey, why isn't your room clean? That's what they hear. Right, right. They don't hear so, yeah. the... Besides the fact that, right, it's stressful in the relationship. If I'm going to tell you everything at home, what you're not doing, and I'm being a parent then, I don't need to be a guy hollering at you at wrestling. Now... When my boys step on the mat, they want they want me to coach them for that. Like they'll come. I'm like, because a couple times I was like, hey, you know, go with your coach. And they're like, well, you're not going to coach me. And I'm like, I will if you want me to. And I know them better than anyone else does. So when I, you know, when you're coaching a wrestling match, you are coaching next to another coach. So I'm usually sitting next to who they're coached in the room with, and we talk about it. Where are we going? You know, for a second period, what you know, what are we doing? Stuff like that. You know, what's he running? You know, we get a game plan for what we're doing, so it works out fine. But if my boys were the other way, where they were like, no, 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 I'm going to have, you know, Tommy or Jeff coach me, and I don't need you, I would have gladly sure 
it's your thing, man. I can't. I, I'm not going to hold your hand when you get to be an adult, so I'm not going to hold your hand now. Uh, but for parents, the daddy coaching thing, stop doing it. Like, it's not productive. Yeah, you see it all the time, especially yeah. at the IKWF. And then the kids get to the high school level, and they're not as successful. And then right. dad has all the excuses in the world on why he's not successful. No, it's just because he's only used to you, and you have to be used to sure. being being. Right. What's the reprimanded? Yeah. What's the mean? And you want to have good employees, hire wrestlers because they're constant. They're coachable. Sure. You know. So no, that that stuff's good. Uh, yeah. I don't put much weight into the the college stuff. You know. The they, if they when my boys wrestle in college, boy, that'll be really really. I'll just be watching. Mm-hmm. I, I you know. I mean, I I think that we'll still. They're not there yet. Obviously, they've got one more year of high school. I think we'll still have talks about it. As far as how it's going, oh, and you'll stuff be like getting that. phone calls. Yeah, right, right, right. Sure. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think me not getting worked up about it makes it easier for them to succeed than absolutely if yeah. I did. Yeah. So you know that that would be my I'm advice. That now. Right, my son's. Right, right. I'm the opposite role of you, right? I think that so you've I, got a good. I mean, I, I expect you know to see great things from your boy because it seems like you've got the right mentality on it you know like it's not easy it's not it is hard to watch so i get parents that are like uh, we're football parents you know uh, we don't you know and then they get their kid into wrestling in a couple years they're like oh yeah no this is this is way more emotional this is way it is it's way more intense the football game is an hour long or whatever what's youth football 45 minutes or whatever they do i think it's Four ten minute, four eight minute quarter. I think it's like oh, thirty two wow. minutes. Yeah, so not like right. Something but like a wrestling match when you're little, yeah, three and a half minutes yeah. or, or four minutes. You know, there's sure. there's nothing to it. But it's all happening right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a much bigger deal. And uh, now, where are you coaching coming up uh, next year? Is still Oak Forest. Oak Forest, yeah. What's the? I think uh, it's, well, that's where I grew up wrestling. Yeah. So, so what's my the cost son being there? involved there is pretty fun. You know. What's the cost and, and what's the website and all that stuff? What's uh, how do people uh, look for that? Oak Forest Warriors. I don't know what their website is. To be just honest Google with you. Oak Forest Youth yeah, Wrestling. It'll come up right away. Right. Uh, I want to say the fees two hundred fifty dollars. That includes their tournaments. Like I said earlier, I and totally disagree with that. It's a good fee. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cheap fee. fee. Yeah. It is. It's a truly a park district program. It is one of very few that are left. And right now, you have a lot of clubs, right? Everyone's charging $350, $400. they are selling the same deal. Hey, right. you get a singlet, we'll pay for your tournaments. They're still making a ton of money off oh, of it, right. you know? Um, that's one thing that does bug me about wrestling. And, you, and, and the more I see is, you know, people got their hand in the kitty trying to make money off of Absolutely. a sport that taught them better than right. it to be about a dollar sign. And sure. that bugs me. I'm not saying it's wrong. If that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. That's your life, you know. I, I, I don't. I run a off-season club, right? Freestyle Greco. Yeah, I charge seventy-five bucks. Well, let's talk about some of that too. But I want to I cover the clubs because saddle up is hundred bucks. Hundred bucks if you don't have a card. Right. Seventy-five bucks if you do have a card. Right. Which. Doesn't really make sense because a card's yeah. forty bucks. Yeah, right. So, so what do you, are uh, you buying them the card then when it's hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, I buy okay. the card. Um, I have a dad that helps me out do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you get okay. a, you get a t shirt included in that. So we're really not. We're bringing in uh, three different clinicians. We're paying them a hundred bucks a piece. 
So there's some of the money that goes there. Uh, when we go to the Freestyle State Tournament or any of these regional tournaments out of town, I'll take that money, get the coaches hotel rooms so they don't have to pay. So it's nice and convenient for them. Um, never about making, I have a job. Right, right, right. right. So the, now the difference in wrestling to like say football or basketball. Now I understand that, you know, if your kid plays high school football or youth football, you play the football game during the football season and then they have like seven on sevens and stuff yeah. like that in arena, which the rules are a little bit different, but you really, you're still, or baseball is the same. Baseball is pretty much a baseball game, whether it's travel ball or regular ball. I don't, do they play indoor baseball? Or is there my, indoor? My league? daughter in the winter has indoor tournaments. Right, right. Okay, so travel, but yeah. but it's still the same game, right? Same game. Okay, so wrestling's not wrestling is yeah. not the same game, and it makes it for a coach and for the wrestler. It, I love it. I love summertime, man. Mm-hmm. To to change gears totally, and for someone that doesn't know what they're looking at, wrestling in college in America is folk style. Wrestling internationally is freestyle and then greco yeah. so they're they may somehow to someone that's not doesn't know what they're looking at look the same or similar they're not folk style is all about it's really all about forcing control on a guy i am going to control him to his back and force him to either be exposed and stay there or pinned freestyle is all I need to do is roll right through that and be the guy in control, and I'm exposing him and its points. Freestyle is fast paced. It is over right away. You are forced to think way faster in freestyle about what you're doing because you'll be tacked out with yeah. the 10 points right away. Yeah. Um, a pin in – it's a flash pin yeah, still in, in freestyle. So you get a guy's back on the mat. It's over. It's finished. Yeah, you go to your back in freestyle. You can pretty much bet you're going to get Yeah, those shoulder blades touch, it's finished. Uh, Greco is all above-the-waist attacks. So yeah. there are no leg attacks at all. So it's no a con- tripping. No, no tripping, right? Legs. No using your legs in any way except for to stand on. They're, it's a completely different mentality that you have to have for those things. So if you have an athlete who, like we were just talking about, Wrestling never ends. We, we got done with the state tournament this year in high school, and I gave my boys two weeks off, which was a lot of time. 14 days of let's yeah. not even Do talk nothing, about it. Right? Do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, let's, like, you know, they went ice fishing. You know, we were maybe in the gym a little bit lifting weights just because that's the lifestyle that we're living. But there was no wrestling on the mind. We didn't even talk about where you're going to go for summer. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just do whatever you want. And then that two weeks was up. And then we were right back at it again. Now, some of you be like, oh, my God, the kid's going to get burnt out. It's a, it's a whole other thing. My boys come back from there at Providence doing the program there only because it's closer. They're with you last year at, at Saddle Up. Um, but they're at Providence, and they come back, and they're like, yeah, we learned this lace. We, you know, like it was – they're excited yeah. to do the next thing. It's still that in their wheelhouse as far as what they're doing, but it's a totally different game. They're going to see – I'm amazed to see totally different wrestlers when we see them, partly because Illinois has the three classes in high school, and then when you get to summer, you're all together. Sure. So it's just those kids. So it's a whole other change of pace for them. You know, if you get a softball player, it's just softball. Yeah. Hitting a ball, catching a ball, yeah. you know, the same thing constantly. Not in this. Not in this. No, yeah. Right, and th- sure. this is not the same at all. This is this – is, 
Similar but different. Um, and the in the seat in the season's so short, right? The freestyle state tournament is here May fourth. Right after that, I mean, you might be able to find a tournament here and there, but until Fargo in ju- the middle of July, right. right? There's really nothing, right? right? So, um, if you qualify for Fargo and you're just training. Yep, right, right, right. training right, right. for it. There's right. not really any tournaments to... Right, and we, the ones that we do find, we're searching them out. Like, I don't care yeah. if we got to drive three hours, we'll go find yeah. a tournament and go get... Because at that level, I feel, and you can tell me differently, mat time in actual matches is paramount. Like, that's where you're learning. Uh, I think that's more... This is my personal opinion. Go, go, I think yeah. that's more in the youth level, right? Okay. Uh, but again, there's that fine line. How much do you need? How much don't you need? Right? I just see a, a level uh, of rust when now, my guys don't wrestle. In a, in a, it is, but now that goes back to what I was saying earlier, knowing how to drill. Coach sure. calls out and says, hey, we're teaching right now, for instance. All right, I'm on the kids in the room all the time. Hey, we're drilling sweep singles transition into a leg lace. And I'll, okay, so I see a kid just oh, just nonchalantly let him do the move. No, we're going 80-80. There should be some resistance there. We should be drilling the same way we wrestle in wrestling matches. Sure. It should be at that intensity. It should be the difference between uh, regular season baseball and playoff baseball. Yeah. There just should be that little 20% yeah. that, that the intensity kicks up. I, I get it. Uh, for me, like I said, I always feel like if I if they don't if they go a month without wrestling a match mm-hmm. that first match they look sure slow awkward fun, yeah. but it, it comes back on right does, away right. so we, it's we like riding a bike yeah I don't like to stay away from it for for too long actual competition um, and then practice is is obviously practice makes perfect all the all the cliches you could think of that that, mm-hmm. that do um, beyond that I don't think uh, you got anything else that you want to no. go over as far as wrestling goes. Uh, just let the kids have fun at it. Well, the, the, don't make the, it. Let's go over the detrimental anything. things, the people that, that turned off by it. Now, uh, the singlet is yeah. a, not a thing that much anymore anyway because you can wear – now you can wear shorts. Is the IK doing so, shorts yeah, and so let, T-shirts? Let, just, there's a couple of things. Okay, so you, you, let's just touch on a couple of things. Like uh, the singlet, you're always going to have people – all right, so we mentioned holdbacks. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. You you mentioned, uh, we didn't mention this, but three classes in IHSA. Singlets and shorts, now you can wear shorts and, or fighting shorts and... uh, Yeah, dry fit shirts. Dry fit shirts, right? So you're always going to have people that don't like it. And I have a problem with it. Yeah, my sons don't care for the dry fit shirt and the shorts. To me, the per... A perfect argument for that. So you have three classes. Oh, they ruined the Illinois high school state tournament, right? All right. Oh, because well, they picked the three classes this year's Division One. And I know I'm talking Division One. Yeah. We'll pull up this year's Division One national qualifiers and national placers, and how many more opportunities kids are having at the next level because of the three class system. Sure. Right. It don't matter if you win a state title in 1A, 2A, or 3A. Hey, you're a state champ, and you're from Illinois. Yeah. Those college coaches are going, I want that. Right, game. that's what we haven't hit on, too. If you're – I know that I'm probably talking – we're probably talking to mostly Illinois people because that's where my subscribers and stuff are from. We are – we have some of the best wrestling in the country. Yeah. If you were had your kid in football and you wanted to be in the best football programs, you're either in Pennsylvania or you're in Texas. Sure. That's where the best football is. 
right here in the Midwest is where the best wrestling is. So if your kid is a state qualifier, state placer, or state champ in Illinois, that is huge because my guys run into you know state yeah, champs don't from. Don't let it get blinded though. You're not getting a full ride. No, 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 none of that. None of that. Right, right, right. You have but, an opportunity to go right. further in your education. Right. But we have the best coaches. We have sure. uh, the the roots are the deepest right here in the Midwest. You have a lot of guys giving back to the sport. Like sure. that. when I first got back into the IKWF, I'd see guys like Tommy and Jeff, right? And I, yeah. And then I would look over in another corner and see another group of dudes that I wrestled with growing up. And then over here, I'm like, holy cow, man, everyone's giving back to the sport. Such a beautiful right, thing. Right. And that's what it's about. Sure, right? sure. Everybody has different philosophies. Right, but if you want to get your kid into something that is – it's it's the real deal here in Illinois. I mean, we have on the cadet and junior level, we are constantly winning even national. Cool yeah, it, well, even in even in folk style, didn't Montini just won the national? Uh, like not last year, but the year before, yeah. won the national They're high school. In that, right, yeah. right, right. So we have there's 50 states, yeah. and and we're on top yeah. of it here in Illinois. So it's it's a great thing for for them that way. And then uh, so, but the drawbacks. Uh, the singlet, you can get around that with the drive. I foot. like it. Yeah, I do too. What's, the, more uh, opportunities. what's the stigma on wrestling, right? When you're, you, we are, I'm, I've been a high school coach. I coached high school for, let's say, a total of nine years, right? And what's the stigma with wrestling? I'm walking around the hallways because I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna show up to school. And oh, we don't have a 182 pounder, and we don't have a heavyweight. Yeah. What about the football coach? Oh, the football coach doesn't support wrestling really, and you have so much of that, right? He wants his football players doing something. Oh, you need to be weightlifting. And yeah, getting gaining bigger. weight. Gaining no, they're weight, getting fatter weight. and slower. Right. That's neither here nor there. The stigma is fat guys in singlets, and you know their man boobs falling out the side of their singlets. So hey. They did a great thing for these kids. Now you can wear shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, you have nothing right, to worry about, right, right? Right. There's no self-conscious. No. Right. right. I totally approve, and I absolutely agree more. With if more people stay in it, then that I wish they would it. make this the pants less baggy. Yeah, better, the, like the more tighter, spandex right. type. But it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Right. So that's gone. So that that's a that's a negative that's gone. Uh, the dieting. It's less now. Yeah. There aren't guys running around in garbage bags like like they used to be. It wasn't as as bad as it is. You still need to be, you know, it still needs to be a Spartan lifestyle. You still need to take everything off that you can't like. You know, you you can't be a fat guy and unless you're a heavyweight, and and make it like you. If you're kind of roly poly at one forty five, you're in trouble. That's not going to work out for you. But that just the benefit is, boy, you look great and you're living healthy and everything else. So that to me cancels out the whole, you know, you want to worry about your kid, not, you know, eating right. It doesn't make any sense. The you shouldn't miss meals, man. Right? Kids shouldn't miss meals. Nope. I, no, no, no. My guys don't miss meals. You should be eating the morning of. Nope. Right. Peyton eat, was one sixty when the season started. Cut to one forty five, fifteen pounds. And he doesn't miss meals. He just eats. That, yeah. That's fine. And at the 15 pounds they lose, five of it is uh, the the you know the training more that it just fell off him anyway. So he's 155. Five of it is the instead of taking things that got salt in him, he's drinking water more, which is good for you too. You so, see it still like right. Uh, IHSA puts in the uh, hydration fat test right, yeah. to try and uh, yep. the, the uh, NCAA started it. Yeah. Now high schools are starting to adopt that program. Does that – so this is out to the trainers who think that this fixes weight loss yeah. or drastic weight loss. 
well, you're you're a fool if you think that's the case because right. you can see it first round or the night of the first day at the HSA State Tournament. Those kids. Bulk right back Str- no, struggling oh, yeah, through to their the matches. Weight. Sure, sure, sure. And then they write their Just, flat. And the kids lose, and they deserve. Sure. I don't say want to say deserve because right. that's not. Uh, the other kid doesn't even belong on the mat with them, but the kid's competing with them because now they're so sucked down. Right, right. right. NCAA tournament, you've seen it so much this year. Sure. I was so shocked yeah. at seeing it. Like I, all the I wish they would monitor game. the kids. Like for what their weight is, just their walking around weight, and, and then get rid. Like if they would, the matches would be more exciting. The 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 retention in the sport would be better if they somehow could figure out a way to say, "Listen, man, you're walking around at 160. You're gonna you're gonna be 152, but don't worry because everybody that's walking around at 160 is gonna be 152. Mm-hmm. Th- th- you know, then it's just like I'm just training hard. I'm lean. I'm good because. The next weight class down, it, it, it's always tough, but you're constantly worried that you're going to step on the mat with a guy that's 170 and he's going to kick your ass. Um, so, yeah, the dieting thing, if you can figure a way around that, please do because I think kids will be enjoying the sport more if they didn't have to do that because everyone loves the practices. They love all that stuff. It's the weight cutting that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cauliflower ears. I got one right now that I'm going to beat up my son because he wasn't wearing his headgear. You do, you can be a college NCAA champion and not have cauliflower ears if you just wear your headgear. Yeah. Uh, I know guys that are, you know, that were all Americans, no cauliflower ear, Division One, because they were. I mean, Tommy Lee told me that he didn't have anything wrong with his ears until he started fighting. And then that's when he ended up with you know the the ear the cauliflower ear situation because he wore his headgear. I make my guys wear their headgear. One of my sons decides to forget it all the time because you know it's cooler, literally cooler because it's not as warm and you know it's cooler to have the turned out ear. And I go, dude, it's not, it's not. So you can, but if you're a parent that that's the concern that your kid's gonna look like Shrek, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, it's not a concern if you make the kid wear the headgear, right? Like that can be avoided without a problem uh, until you're out of college because then Jordan Burroughs makes you. Head, yeah. You can't wear a headgear. Well, no, it's up to your opponent, up to your opponent. Right, yeah. Because Taylor stepped on the mat with his headgear on and Burroughs told him, get rid of that. Yeah. Can't have it. Unfair sure. advantage. But so, you know, that's avoidable. Uh, the uh, benefits outweigh. The negatives tenfold. Like I, I can't yeah. even, you know. I know I've been like the biggest cheerleader for wrestling this afternoon. But there's a there's so much cheerleading. A Neanderthal type stigma to it, right? There is for so is. long. Yeah, I think uh, you're seeing if you if you really follow the sport, you're starting to see more uh, higher education and I, smarter kids if i could get a kid to wrestle and play chess instead of checkers he's going to be mm-hmm. successful sure. the most powerful thing you take on the mat is your brain mm-hmm. so you know it i believe it's a thinking man's sport the people that i see see successful have a so you have a strategy for your practice week and then you have a strategy for each individual match you have and then you have an overall strategy for the entire season. Then you have an overall strategy for all three periods together, how I'm going to work this. So 
you know, these are things that you bring onto the mat with your brain, and it, you know, it, I don't know. I can't stress more that it makes a I person think, uh, a better person. So it goes back to the the, the the drilling thing. Just to touch on that, it is a thinking man's game, but the thinking should be done in practice. When sure. you get out on the mat and that whistle blows, it should be let That's it all the- fly. Bruce score Lee, as many points as Bruce you Lee possibly quote. can. He right? said it should just flow I like water. So just wrestling's changing, and it's exciting to me. I'm watching the NCAA tournament where five years ago I would sit there and fall asleep because every freaking match would be three to two or two to one, right? Yeah. And a guy would get a takedown and say, "I'm going to get my escape and I'm going to ride him out and I'm going to win four to three, right? Right? And that was the game plan. Well, right? the now, danger rules helped with that, right? Like yeah, you know, well, yeah. Now you're getting scrambling more. Yep. You're starting to see it more. Right, uh, at a really, really, really high level, um, something I do with the kids level every single day. We spend tons and tons of time on scrambling. I'd say what's uh, all exciting is the funk. I yeah. love to see the funk, and it's scoring. Right, these guys are scoring. I watched so many matches. There was like thirty points scored in one match. Right, you know, between the two guys. That's exciting. That's yeah. what people yeah. want to see. Yeah, there are. Uh, Jason Nolf says his philosophy on it is he does not care about getting scored on. He's positive he will score more points yeah, by the end of the match. Sure. So yeah, that that creates all kinds of action where, you know, guys like Jason Sertzis were Ugh. dominant, but like... Like go, watching paint. Yes, right? right. It was painful. You know, three to two was yeah. the, or one to nothing was the, was the score. Now he won national titles sure. and he's a, a physical specimen and, and a very smart person. Absolutely. But not the most exciting thing for the sport. And I think they were talking about the Olympics, like... To work in Greco, we were just wearing shorts. Yeah, so I mean, Greco's still stagnant. I mean, they, 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 there's a lot of work to be done there. Uh, but freestyle, they I have high for Greco. The, the throws are awesome. They are. Oh, but if you, you only watch have a, one Kamal Bay, right? You know, that's the thing. If you but if you watch a highlight video of Greco, uh-huh. it is awesome. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. there are some acrobatic things going sure. on that yeah. are just insane. And that's where that gymnastics comes in. Yes, right. right. The body so awareness huge. right so knowing huge. where you're at. But I think since the uh, they were taking wrestling out of the Olympics, uh, Fila now stepped in and said, hey, we're changing rules. They've made freestyle a lot more exciting. They're sure. forcing guys to wrestle and score points, right? right? And it's fun to watch. Just recently, the World Cup is on, man. I'm watching uh, U.S. versus Japan. Super exciting wrestling. Yeah. Watch Russia versus Iran. Super exciting wrestling. Guys going out there, taking chances, trying to score points. That, and that's, that's what that's we That's the need. thing about the, 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 that level of wrestling, too. I, uh, If you made me watch a girls basketball game, I would want to kill myself by the time it was over with. There's no one in the stands. It is that's not a like I don't understand why they don't lower the do something to make this sport better to watch. It's terrible. But watching females wrestle it, as long as they're technically sound, mm-hmm. it because the playing field is level. They're wrestling another female. Mm-hmm. If you took the average height of a man, the average height of a woman, and you just lowered the net, the, a foot or whatever it is that the difference is, then you'd be watching the same athletic contest. The women are shooting on a ten foot hoop the same way the guys are. It's all just it's like it's like watching basketball from the nineteen fifties. It's all layups and 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 three point shots. It's boring, but women's uh, Olympic wrestling is it's awesome. I I mean I really enjoy it. Like that doesn't fit the equality thing though. 
Bill. <laughs> right. What do you mean? The, Why are you changing the game for us? Because we're females? No, I'm saying you do. <laughs> well, I'm saying you need to tailor. If you have a game that is, is set to size, then you absolutely need to set the thing to size. Like, you can't. You, if, if women are going to be. You know, jumping and they they're they're starting out a foot shorter. Then you got to make the the parameters of the game the same. Wrestling, the parameters of the game are the same, right? I'm wrestling another woman, same weight. Same weight yeah. So it's really all down to how well do I execute the sport, how well did I train to get here? My wind is good, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you know, it, it's it. I would encourage everybody to get. If your daughter did four years of wrestling when she sure. was fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and that was it, that's all she did, she'd still be able to kick some ass when she got to be an adult. I encourage uh, anybody that wants to put their kid in wrestling, get them in gymnastics, do judo. Sure, throws. Do some jujitsu. Yeah, right. Being comfortable. Jujitsu is kind of non-beneficial to wrestling because you're on your back but here's the benefit that i got from you my, my to boys be able to roll around on the mat successfully my boys did two years of jujitsu and the biggest thing i got from it was and you'll attest to this i'm sure little guys in wrestling the minute that anyone touches their throat they're <laughs> and everything else or in, they lose he was choking me. right right but in uh, jujitsu the kid's choking you my boys did two summers of jiu-jitsu and they never complained one time about their throat ever again because they weren't straight up a guy trying to na- rear naked choke them, mm-hmm. which when they were getting rear naked choked in jiu-jitsu, you had a technique to get out of that situation. So now the panic button doesn't hit and they get themselves out. So in a scramble, if a guy does hit their throat in a match, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're getting out of that position. Sure. So that was a big benefit for jiu-jitsu. And we're going to go... This summer, after freestyle and Greco season's over with, we're going to go do a month and maybe do a submission grappling uh, competition with the boys just to expand your mind on scrambling. Just because based on wrestling. Wrestling, right. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, people like uh, Joe Rogan and stuff like that that are the UFC commentator will tell you the biggest attribute you need to have in it's that sport. Anyone who wants to argue that is just crazy you can right. look at the ufc up and down and the champs are all wrestling yep. background all right all american yeah. wrestlers right for yep. sure but well good man we we did an hour and 52 minutes uh an hour and 53 minutes so that's pretty good for a sport that a lot of people take one glance at yeah. and then look away i think we gave a lot we'll of see details how many views we get yeah yeah well, <laughs> hopefully we get lots and, and oh, speaking of that wrestling. right yeah well these guys are meatheads the point of the podcast <laughs> is for you to well, we're meatheads. That's beside the point. Uh, the, the, you know, the point of the podcast is for you to look at something, and that's what I did with stuff. Some stuff, the wrestling stuff, I've been around it for a very, very long time. I've been really, really. I mean, I've got books and you know, USA Wrestler magazine that is read in the house religiously. Um, when I became a dad for wrestlers, I bought books that were straight up written by college all Americans. I want to know what they know. But the you know I had my last night was a trench. I knew nothing, nothing about that. Like go ahead and, and he explained everything from being a five year old identifying as a man to all the way to being an adult. So it was something that if you want to actually know something, people don't read books anymore, and that's part of the problem. I talk to people that are idiots constantly. Pick up something from someone. The person that wrote this book was a college All-American. He goes through what you should be doing in the weight room, what you should be doing you know, with your diet, how to transition from high school to college. These are things that I would not know anything about. So 
Yeah, if you check out the, the game, right? I tell you, the kids that all the right. time. Right, Mike Tyson, who you would think is a low IQ person, is a monster student of Jack Dempsey and like wrestlers or fighters from years yeah, so gone by. The, when we were kids, to the kids now, right? Yeah, you have access to so much stuff. Right, use it. Oh, it's so much better. Study. Oh my god, I think that the kids from our generation were tougher uh kids just because we had tougher things to deal with you were outside of the park outside of the park all the time but these kids these kids today have some training that is especially in illinois outstanding like first class olympians ben askren is coaching a youth outfit in yeah. wisconsin right there and he's a freaking olympic wrestler like i mean you know the top of the game um but at the end of my podcast now i need to do a commercial every time i guess because I didn't realize YouTube was set up like this, but like I need a thousand subscribers. So subscribe to my if you if you dug what we did, like the video. Please subscribe to my channel, and uh, you know there'll be more. I plan to sit down with wrestling coaches more often. There's I got a hunter fisherman guy coming on, you know, this week. So you know, it's gonna be stuff that I can inform people of stuff that they don't know about. So hopefully, people who have kids or have no background in wrestling at all, give it a view. Take a look at what went on. I thought we talked about some good stuff. Thanks. For coming out, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wonderful. Cool. It was great just watching. Every day was like a privilege. And the time come for you to Thanks be so much man. for listening to another episode of my conversations line, with people who know stuff. Look you. for my Facebook you page of the same name and my YouTube no channel of the same name. Hard, if you have something that you know something plane. about, like a big contact me and let's sit down and talk about it. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life.